Hi, and welcome to this week's Three Legs, Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with... Sean. Chris. Lee. What size are you this week, Chris? Normal for now. It's a very personal <laughs> question. Well, he, he was giant a couple of weeks ago, and then, <laughs> then last week he was so small he didn't even turn up, but we obviously all heard him get electrified. Apparently, yes, I was electrified <laughs> last week again. <laughs> so how are we all doing? Solid. All right. It couldn't be better. Couldn't be better sounds like you're really good, Lee. <laughs> I don't know why I am anymore. Like, did you win millions or something? No, or? no, no. no. So you no. could be better. Yeah, it could just, be just being a realist, maybe. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not a bad thing. It's the like, given the tools at my disposal, I can't be any better. Take that <laughs> as you will. Hashtag, hashtag best life. <laughs> hashtag only life. <laughs> Yeah, I don't understand, don't understand that living your best life. You're just living. Every, anyone that says hashtag live like living my best life is unbelievably depressed with their lives. <laughs> <laughs> like nobody, the only person that can say they are truly living their best life is The Rock. <laughs> I don't know. I'll throw Batman into the mix. Which one? And maybe, maybe Alec Baldwin up until a couple of weeks ago. I think we'll skip over that We're one. Starting as we mean to go on. <laughs> I can hear people pressing stop already. It's okay. It's the only interesting thing he's ever done. He was good in Thirty Rock. I never watched it. Ah, well, they, there you go then. Uh, I don't know if you're into salacious Hollywood gossip. The divorce between him and Kim Basinger was. He's got a fake Spanish wife. Oh, yes. Who's not. What, she, she, hang on, wait. She's a fake <laughs> wife or she's fake Spanish? She's fake Spanish. She calls herself Hilaria and speaks in a, a, a Spanish accent, but she's really called Hillary and is from, like, Boston. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to admit, and no offence to... Actually, no, fuck it. Every, every offence to anyone from Boston. If you had a Boston accent, you'd change it. Uh. Uh, that's a good accent. Oh, he's got—he's—he's oh, gr- he's got giant. giant. He's got giant. Hello again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we get giant. Let's see if I can fix this. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get giant Boston flood. It's—it's uh, it's because of. Just it's, get... Sorry, go on, Sean. I was gonna say he's been inspired by Shaquille O'Neal. I think it's more um, he's getting in, getting in the mood for Christmas so he can play like the uh, ghost of Christmas present. Santa flood. <laughs> Am I back to normal? You're back to normal You're now. normal size. That's fine. <laughs> no, he's silent now on my end. Oh. This is going well. Oh, so this the... is... Everyone can hear me except Lee. <laughs> <laughs> flood, now's your chance. Uh, no. <laughs> this is being recorded. <laughs> this no. is the thing. He could download it and listen back. Bruce, yeah, that's the worry. That's yeah, the big, and obviously big worry. I thought that. Are we hitting pause or are we just going to try and power through? This is hilarious for the power listeners. Well, it fixed last time, didn't it? It fixed itself. I'm <laughs> guessing this is... Th- considering Flood went from giant Flood to like invisible flood um I'm only in lee's house a flood end problem <laughs> yeah i can hear lee lee can't hear me so, so you so flood can hear lee lee can't hear flood 
I've got a fucking cat in my microphone. Jesus Christ. Oh, this this is going spectacular tonight. That Bruno yeah. is doing some AM, what do you call it, ASMR by rubbing his ass on the microphone. Am I going to have to mix? Am I going to have to mix that? I can I can hear Flood. The, right. fir- ah. the first thing that Lee hears when Flood comes back <laughs> is cat ass. <laughs> Good, that'll do. To be fair, I don't think he ever couldn't hear the cat ass. <laughs> Yeah, I think we're good. We're good again. So we, we should just carry on. Everyone's the Qatar's Grand Prix that's coming up. Can we just throw? Year. Yeah, can we just throw a bit of Manx politics <laughs> in? And we've ticked all the boxes. <laughs> oh, bloody hell! Right, five minutes in. Better talk about Formula One at some point, I suppose. Eventually. Uh, yeah. What did we all think to uh, think to yesterday's US Grand Prix then? It was good. It was but not it was as good, good as people are trying to say it was, but it was still good. Yeah, I'm with Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot going on. Uh, a lot looked like it was going to happen, but then not a lot really, excuse me, did happen because I don't know. I don't know why it all seemed to happen early on, and then you know the the passes that were made later on didn't seem to matter that much. Mm. Yeah, and was... I called it very early that Mercedes got it wrong. Mm. Yeah, you did. Yeah, it was a good race. It held my interest well, but yeah, I think it. it I think I would have liked to see Hamilton get a bit closer in the last couple of laps and actually. Yeah. Attempt some I, kind of pass to actually try I, and have that that change of lead late on would have been fun. Yeah, I think they needed to give him about twenty twenty two laps. I think they gave him like nineteen, and I was like, that's not enough if something goes a little bit wrong, yeah. and it wasn't. I think it was enough laps, but once again, we see the uh, Mercedes issue with following other cars, and that's fine. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a perfectly fine way to go about your. You're racing as long as you can guarantee you have the best car on the grid to do it with. Hmm. And Mercedes don't have the best car on the grid anymore. No, agreed. Oh, no, sorry, not. Uh, they haven't got the best car on the grid anymore at every single race or the majority of the races. I yeah. Well, this should have been, uh, well, well, we'll get on to Mercedes and, and later on, but this should have been their race and look, look who won, not Mercedes. So, mm-hmm. mm. and that. Not yeah, the first see, time that's happened either, is it? No, no, no. It's these little mistakes are going to cost them the championship, and I, I think it's gone. I, I, I think that's it now. For as far as I mean, of course, you could still have a DNF or uh, you know anything else happen um, to to Max or to Lewis, mm-hmm. but I think as far as normal circumstances, if races went normally for the last five races, I think Lewis is done. Well, I heard an interesting thing talking about this on the. BBC podcast, I think it was, and um, feet friend, was... feet friend of the podcast, Jenny Gang, of yes. course. And um, Palmer was talking about what races are coming, what races should suit Red Bull, what should should suit Mercedes. It's easy for you to re- say, yeah. He's saying realistically, um, you the US should have suited Mercedes more than it did, but clearly, whatever gains Red Bull have made was enough to even it he said but the 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 latter ones should still swing towards mercedes just because of of long straights essentially um and if max wins the next two races and lewis wins the following three races i think uh and gets i can't remember where the fastest laps went i think mm-hmm. that's with each each winner taking the fastest lap they end up equal on points. Ooh, tense. 
Which would give Max the win on count back? I think yeah, I think so. I think it's Lewis. I can't remember now. I thought I thought with Lewis if Lewis wins those last three races, I think Lewis might might do it by a win. Well, he's three behind already, so I think mm. you know I think oh, that maybe, will go to yeah. Max, yeah. But um yeah, I know I just thought it was an interesting scenario. That'd be a horrible way to end a championship. Mm. Oh yeah, I mean the um the count back would be just yeah, pretty devastating. Let's have a look. So Lewis is one, two, three, four, five. It's, Max is one, two, it's three. It's eight, one, five, five, isn't it? It is. Well, but should we do the uh, start from the back and work forward to that point like we would it, normally? It's the traditional way. I, I think it is. And we'll start with Alpine this week. It's not good to be French in the U.S. Grand Prix <laughs> this weekend. Not. No. Not, in, not either by team or driver. No, I mean, du- double DNF. Um, Ocon had issues with the rear of the car, and Alonso broke his rear wing. Yeah, and Alonso radioed it in, didn't he? He said, rear wing's broken, box, need to retire. Mm. So he, he felt that in the car before anybody spotted it which is typical Alonso mm. however I must say comical Alonso has returned to this weekend <laughs> <laughs> hey man you can't pass me off the circuit so I'm going to pass your teammate off the circuit and then claim that it's perfectly legal and celebrate it on the radio <laughs> <laughs> I mean it was some prime whinging to uh, to Michael Massey from uh, whoever it was on the Alpine pit I think was it was it Alan Permain it was Alan Permain yeah, yeah. it's his job isn't it it is yeah but uh, I'm not being funny, like I. There's got you. There's got to be a point here, because the, it's so muddy, isn't it? Like what what is allowed, what isn't allowed. I've always stood by, if you try and overtake somebody around the outside, um, then you shouldn't necessarily expect them not to run you off the track, and it's up to and it's your, it's it's your job to get out of it essentially before that happens um in which i i think fernando is quite within his rights to run um kimmy out but so it's fine because it's kimmy and alonso like wrestling over a point maybe i think it, at the time was over 10th i think it was over like 14th place oh, or was something. It 14th? I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no I, I remember at one point they, yeah. they, they were fi- they, they were fighting they were for pride 10, weren't they but no but the thing is so it 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 doesn't matter at that point but that could have been the situation on the first lap of the first corner, which could dictate the race, which could dictate a championship. You know, it's, we 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 need to work this whole white line thing out. You know, it's, and if if you're not allowed to overtake off the circuit, you shouldn't be allowed to overtake off the circuit. But it wasn't the overtake wasn't done off the circuit, was it? He stayed next to him. He yeah, but he made, he, he made the overtake by by keeping his foot in off the circuit. Yeah, but was he only off the circuit because Fernando put him there? I would call it leaving the track and gaining a lasting advantage. I.e. the position. I would say that move wouldn't have happened in Monaco. It wouldn't have happened in Monaco. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but the uh, it just seems that you know there needs to be like a hard and fast rule here and a hard and fast rule for everybody. And that's... Um, Alonso's main gripe this year, isn't it? You know, his rules being like dished out evenly among everybody, and even the fact, even that one, there wouldn't have been such a big song and dance about it 
if Alonso hadn't been involved in it. If that would have been like Leclerc, not Leclerc because he'd been up front, um, Stroll, say, down there, Stroll and Kimmy, nobody would have cared, wouldn't have made television, probably wouldn't have even got investigated. Um, I, yeah, don't know, I, don't, I don't know. They, they, invest, they investigate Stroll for a lot of things. Yeah. But, you know, the uh, it, it is something that needs fixed. You know, it's it, see, it seems perfectly reasonable to me that that fucking, that white line, if you go off it X amount of times, you get a penalty. If you overtake somebody and you either keep your foot in off the uh, outside the track or you overtake someone off the track, you have to give that position back. Well, either make it a barrier or make it grass, just not concrete or tarmac runoff. That yeah. that makes it that makes it. You know, if you keep your foot in when you're on the grass, you're going to go sideways. So yeah, yeah, that would make that would be the the easy thing to do, I suppose. Or maybe that's the idiot's suggestion to fixing the problem. <laughs> maybe. What well, is it? Spinal Tap said there's a thin line between stupid and very clever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a hard it's a hard one to call, but yeah, I will I will agree that the um dishing out of warnings, reprimands, black and white flags, penalties, whatever, it's it it can be a little bit subjective because two two identical moves will get in the same place on the same track in the same race will get two different results. Well, I think the the honest thing to say here is and I realise that uh, Michael Massey is the race director and not the stewards. Mm-hmm. But since um, Charlie Whiting, Charlie Whiting, yeah, I always yeah. get Charlie Whiting and Sid Watkins mixed up. But yeah, since Charlie Whiting died, um, this the feels like there's a hole in that situation, in in that control room. The it feels like there's a power vacuum in there. Maybe it's just because. Um, Charlie Whiting had been there so long and essentially he'd been there longer than the people shouting down the phone at him. I think that's it, but, isn't it? You could hear in Michael Massey and Alan Permain's exchange that Alan Permain just was like, I'm just going to keep arguing with you, mate, because I don't really respect what you're saying. Yeah. Whereas I get the feeling yeah. if Charlie Whiting had said to him, look, in this instance, it's fine, go away, he'd have gone away. Yeah. So it, yeah, it, it it just makes me think that um, Massey might not be the the man for his job. It goes back to Belgium for me, you know, when mm. um, when I said that there was no no strong voice from Formula One at any point. Mm. You know, you, I get the feeling again that you know somebody else in that position would have been, you know, a bit more. Um, forceful, should we say, a bit more st- stronger with their words, and and you know people would have been like, okay, well that's what's happening, but there just there just wasn't at all. It just wasn't any uh, any, any strength or you know no respect came down from from the top. There was just, there was nothing there. Um, nobody really knew where to look. And I get, I, I totally understand what Sean's saying. People think they can argue with Michael Massey, whereas people didn't think they could argue with Charlie Whiting. Um, big difference. I mean, it's, t- it's typical new boss syndrome, isn't it? You know, you get a new manager and everyone tries to see how far they can push things. Yeah, but I think, I mean, Belgium is is the prime example. You're right. But this feels like it's been going on 
since the day he took the reins. I think if we were to sit down, you know, and go through um uh and go through everything, we'd find other other instances through this uh through this season. Oh almost definitely, yeah. Yeah, you're really good to listen to the to the, I don't have access to the radio throughout the um throughout the race, but I mean those who do almost definitely be able to point to other instances where team bosses have argued with Michael Massey where, you know, perhaps in previous years they wouldn't have argued so hard. And I'm not necessarily saying it's Massey's fault. I mean it's just he's a very different personality, but there's there's clearly been a shift in what was happening and what is happening. We've all gone. We've all gone quiet. That was very, that was very profound. Oh, I'll say we've all gone quiet except for Bruno Cat, who's. I was going to say I, I thought I'd <laughs> lost connection for a second. There. <laughs> no, we can we we can still definitely hear you. Um, so Alpine, yeah, they double participation awards because they both participated. Yes. Uh, Haas next. Uh, Mazepin in seventeenth and. Was he actually a full lap behind Schumacher? I don't know if Schumacher lapped Mazepin, but he was a long way behind. I saw somebody tweeting yesterday. Has anyone else noticed that Nikita Mazepin appears to be a week behind everyone else? I also <laughs> saw the week behind tweet and had a bit of a laugh at his expense. He's going to get to the end of the season. He'll pull the mask up. It's like, oh, it was Max Chilton all along. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, man, that that guy is slow. I... Let me just see exactly how far he was behind, if I can find that. There was one point when he was about 30 seconds behind the car in front after about three laps, and I had to do a thing of, like, did he do a pit stop or not? It genuinely was not beyond the question that he might have just been 30 seconds back already. Well, it turned, it turned, it turned out early incident. he did. He did, in fairness to him, I it, did him it a was, disservice on that. It occasion. wasn't an incident. It was his headrest came loose, so he had to oh. he had to pull into the pits and they had to um, push the headrest back in. Ah. Both Haas drivers finished two laps down, but uh, it looks like they were on the same lap. In I fairness, do not have the gap between Mick and Mazepin. In fairness to Mick Schumacher, he did work very hard not to let Max Verstappen through for that second lapping. <laughs> Yes. Um, yeah, I think I saw it on the live timing. I'll just see if the details are still on there. You know, this, this isn't a this isn't a let's bash Mazepin, but um, yes, it is. <laughs> he was one minute twenty seven behind Mick Schumacher. So just about on the same lap, then, yeah, for, by about ten seconds. Yeah, mm, that's pretty pretty crazy. Uh, although he did have an extra pit stop. That's not one minute, 27 seconds, though, is it? Unless 30, the securing, it? securing the headrest was a, lot, a long stop that we didn't see. Because, to be honest, it's not like we cut away from the racing to watch Haas make a stop, is it? Well, I don't know, because I'm, this, this, was a, this was a common rant all the way through. The TV direction was terrible. It was pretty bad. Mm. Every time something was about to happen, we got to see something that wasn't happening somewhere else. Yeah, close-up of Ben Stiller when uh, Hamilton was right on the back of Verstappen. Didn't need it. Yeah, two, uh, you know, was it two, three laps to go? Oh, we'll, we'll have Jos Verstappen taking a selfie. Yeah, yeah, readjusting his mask. Mm. 
I mean, actually, I actually thought at first it was Zach Brown. If if you don't look too hard, they do look similar. <laughs> but yeah, the the directors were just cutting cutting away from anything and everything, um, just to show absolutely nothing in particular. Not even not even focusing on Lance Stroll driving round a chicane or something. No, cutting to Lance Stroll is the uh, is the go to now, isn't it? When something interesting is about to happen. Yeah, but this this time, um, what was it? There was it was, um, I think there was about three cars in the, in the same bit of track and somebody was about to make a pass. And we saw Bottas driving along the pit lane with his limiter on. Didn't even, didn't even see the pit stop he was about to make, or had just made, but we just saw a Mercedes doing 60 kilometres an hour. Do we think that was a panicked director who saw a uh, Mercedes in the pit lane? It was like, oh shit, it might be Hamilton. And having a scheduled stop. <laughs> and appearing on the driver tracker. Are we avoiding talking about Haas? Because there's not a great deal to talk about. I don't is know there? that I've got much more to say on Haas. Move on. Mm, yay, homecoming. Um, Williams, Russell 14th, Latifi 15th. Um, Russell was looking good at some point. Latifi had a pretty bad start. Yes. So Didn't he... Latifi tangle with Stroll? Um, I, think, I think at first he got somehow tripped over a Haas and that sort of put him into Stroll. I think I think Mick sort of went a little bit wide on turn one and it put it put him into Stroll. Stroll ended up backwards and Latifi ended up stopped. Yeah, he had to change his nose cone early on, didn't he? So. Yes. But yeah, I think he sort of just got himself on the wrong line and ended up with nowhere to go but Stroll. Mm, Ocon was another um, early nose cone casualty because he, um, yeah. he came in for a stop early on to get a new nose, because Kimmy ran over it. Ah. Yes. But other than that, you, you know, there's not a lot you can say about Williams. Um, I think Latifi's going to be getting the engine penalty in Mexico, because Russell had it this week. Because this new, more reliable Mercedes ICE is coming out. All, all these reliability yeah. problems that they is found it? just before the engine freeze. <laughs> no, no, but is it more... Um... More reliability problems because all of a sudden, you know, it's the Bottas had to have another engine thrown in. You know, is it is the reliability problem fixed? No, Total Wolf has said it's not fixed. Mm. They understand it that they don't know if they've got time to fix it. Because the big the big problem is we get to the end of this season and there's an engine freeze for what four years? Yes. Technically speaking, it's it's under three or four years. It's twenty twenty six. I think the new engines come in, isn't it? For now, yeah. yeah. So um, when twenty twenty six happens, it, no, well, <laughs> we're not doing that again. Look at what happened the last time we did. Yes, we might have caused a pandemic. Yeah, there was four <laughs> four season freeze uh, on engines, <laughs> but they they are. They are allowed to do certain things to the engines, but they're not allowed to actually physically change. I can't, I'll have to find the rule, but yeah, the, the, like they're allowed to do like mapping and 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 you know, the the, the fuels can change and the fuel flows can change if F one so decides to 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 do that. Um, we need we need to yeah. get we need to get scarves on again to talk us through this. Yeah, the ICE cannot change. I don't think the actual combustion engine part of the of the power unit cannot change. Mm. Which which is why Hamilton and Bottas have had new ones in the last two races, and of course, um, Verstappen's had a complete change recently, and so's Perez and other um, 
other drivers with a Mercedes engine have been taking um, taking penalties as well. But, well, Vettel did, didn't he, this weekend? Yeah, so. I mean, he he had the lot and even stuck a new ex, new exhaust system in because he's now, I think that was his ninth exhaust? Oh, you don't get penalties for exhausts, though. Uh, you do if you go over, you do if you go over, over eight. Oh, do you? Yeah. <laughs> eight exhausts feels like a lot. I mean, I suppose that's one of the easiest parts to break if you get, um, if you go into the barrier backwards, yeah. if you get, if you get rear-ended. If they get hot, you know, because they will. Mm. Yeah, if they get hot and get a bit of gravel in them. So they, they, you know, I think that's why they're allowed eight. Um, but yeah, Vettel, Vettel was on his ninth. But I just get, I just get the feeling that yes, it's a, it might be a reliability thing. But is it? Oh, hang on, we've got a new development, and we'll just say that it's a little bit more reliable, and then we can find out which one of these is the best one to have as the. 2022 plus engine. Oh, I see you're going down conspiracy alley. <laughs> it's not. It's not full. Not full on tinfoil hattery, but it's just a little bit. I mean, you know, Toto saying reliability with a with his usual sort of wink and a grin. You know, and it may it may, it may be these new engines that put in a more reliable, or they can be reliably faster. They've just pushed them harder, haven't they, this year? I think there's more more to do with it. Well, yeah, I mean, mm. in, certainly in Mercedes' case, they've had to. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not sit, sit back, cruise around in fifth and still win anymore. No. That being said, have McLaren had any engine penalties? I think Danny's had one. Oh, he might have. But other than that, I'm just eating a Jaffa cake. I'm not entirely sure. No, I think I, w- I would, without looking it up, I would hazard a guess that of the Mercedes-powered teams, they've possibly had the least engine penalties at this point. I wonder if they've got some kind of deal where it's just, if it works, we'll carry on using it and we'll have the new ones when the new ones are ready. Possibly. Yeah, Zach Brown doesn't want experimenting on. And you wouldn't argue with him. <laughs> I don't um, know. It's a shit tattoo. It is a shit tattoo, and he did whinge quite a lot. Yeah, I'm one not... and done. He said for tattoos. I mean, <laughs> I might, I might consider a cover up if I was Zach Brown. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a tattoo expert, but surely, if you're going to get some even vaguely detailed line work, you don't really want a film crew there distracting the guy who's doing it. Also, he, uh, what, what's happening in Monza on the 9th of December? Does anyone know? No. You're not having your birthday? I was going to say, it's my birthday. That's your birthday? On yes. the he, he had your birthday tattooed with the Monza circuit on Oh, his yes, arm. they did do the American date, didn't they? Which is wrong. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> <laughs> they are the only country in the world that uses that date format, aren't they? Yes. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Mex doing spreadsheets are pain in the ass. I haven't mentioned spreadsheets in a long time. Mainly because I'm not mainly because I'm not doing Formula Lee at the minute. We have our own spreadsheet intern for that. There is a well-known construction project on the Isle of Man, which releases monthly reports on how shit is going, and they release their reports in the format date year month day. Oh, Japanese format. Very confusing. Yeah, yeah. You see, I got a truck with that though because it's the same. You know, it's the same sort of denomination as the rest of the world. 
you know, biggest to smallest works the same as smallest to biggest. You know, if somebody tells me, if somebody asks me the time, I don't say it's, uh, you know, 2320 when it's actually 23 minutes past eight. <laughs> yeah. How much, how much is that? Oh, 99p and 15 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's, you, know, you do it in denomination order. That's how it works. Um, well, next up in denomination order, see what I did there, is Aston Martin. Um, Vettel getting another point in 10th, and Stroll, who was just not on it all weekend in 12th. No. You know, he was, um, he just, he just wasn't there or thereabouts in practice or qualifying. And never really got going in the race. All right, he had the um, he had the turn one shenanigans, but didn't really feature. I've missed out Alfa Romeo, but we'll do them next. <laughs> um, I mean, all right, that that all came back from uh, from seventeenth with, like we said, a new complete um, full power unit plus exhaust setup. Yes, and it was it was getting a bit racy at some points. You know, we saw him battling with um, Kimi and Alonso quite a bit, in a bit that somebody dubbed the Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> <laughs> May have been me. <laughs> it was like it was like it was like the seniors section at the back. It was a bit weird, wasn't it? Watching all these uh, well. You know, well-versed drivers, been around for many, many years. World champions fighting over, like, positions outside of the points. Yeah, the, yeah. there was eight world championships, seven world championships, fight, you know, fight, fighting for 12th. That's how you win world championships, though, by scrapping it out. By fighting for 12th. <laughs> by fighting for every position. Yeah, I'm sure when any of those three won world championships, they were battling for things a little bit higher up and a bit more points paying. <laughs> so what, should everyone under, like, 11th just drive around and not overtake each other? <laughs> um, so we've got Stroll, Raikkonen, Jobanazzi. Well, that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> hey, some of those people tried to overtake each other. Sometimes it didn't work. <laughs> looking at Looking at Latifi. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think that was 100% Latifi's fault. He got he got kind of caught between Schumacher and Stroll. And... Yeah, he sort of said that, but, I mean, it didn't look like a particularly bad, like, sandwiching situation. <laughs> it, it's, it felt more like a, I have overcooked it, I've ran into the back of someone, quick, give me an excuse. To be fair, blame a Hass is a fairly... Like no, no one's going to check you working on that one. No. It's, it seems no, a reasonable no. chance that you've been shot on by a Hass. And don't forget, he's Canadian, so he needed to do something to apologise for. <laughs> it was already at least six apologies in credit just for the start straight. Um, but yeah, Aston Martin were a bit I don't also know, there. Yeah, but bit sort of nondescript. We've got a lot of lot of candidates for the Giovinazzi Participation Award. Not least the two Alfa Romeos in uh, 13th for Raikkonen and 11th for uh, the eponymous Giovinazzi. 
the 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 only notable things that were happening with either Alfa Romeo was um, dicing with Alonso. I definitely felt like Alonso and an Alfa Romeo were going to end up in a barrier at some point. Didn't know which one, hmm. but it, yeah. But in fairness to them, I felt like they were busy for their very nondescript result. There was there was a lot going on. There was a lot co- there was a lot coming off Kimmy's car as well. When Crofty said there may have been contact there, as there's carbon fibre spraying all over the place. <laughs> was that um, no? I was going to say the running running with Kimmy wouldn't have been where Alonso did his rear wing in. I wouldn't have thought. No, no, no. So. no. It was uh, Alonso took a bit of um, Kimmy's flaw, as you say. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was uh, no the rear wing was much much later because he was dicing with Kimi and then he was dicing with Giovinazzi and then some laps after that it was uh, oh, I broke my rear wing. I mean I know the, the circuit was uh, was bumpier than normal. You could definitely see that in the Ocon helmet cam. Yeah, I think it might have been a bit of aggressive curb riding on Alonso's part. Mm. Those curbs are nasty there, mm. um, especially through the. Is it the, Do we call it Maggots and Beckett's or the Maggots and Beckett's Tribute Act? It is a Maggots and Beckett's Tribute Act, isn't it, that bit? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. As it sort of tightens up and then gets even more twisty, just as, you know, the opposite to what Silverstone does. Yeah, I, thought, I mean, Tilker has said that this circuit is influenced by corners from every other circuit. Yeah, the, the double, the triple right-hander is borrowed from Turkey, which is weird because it wasn't that long ago we were driving, or rather they were driving in Turkey. Um, which is the, the other way around, isn't it? The stadium section from Germany is just before that. Yeah, I'm, ass- um, I'm, ass- I'm assuming the straight from Monza. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. No idea where you got that bit from. But yeah, it is, it is a tribute act, and that's why it's the best Tilka circuit because he's taken the the good bits from other circuits. Mm. Um right, into the rest of the point scorers. Alpha Tori. Um Gasly who DNF'd uh, and it looked at one point like there was a possible DNS on the cards. Yeah, it was a strange one that his suspension broke. But it was a sensor that almost um almost put him out of the race because it was a whole bodywork off job on the grid. Yeah, because I, I thought when we saw him going slow, I thought, oh, his engine's finally, you know, been been destroyed or something. Whatever the problem was on the grid had reared its head again. But no, it was his suspension, apparently. And I thought, well, if Gasly's has gone, other people's is going to go. And it just, it, it didn't. Just just when you thought it was over, it was. Well, no, just what I thought it was going to be over for a lot of other people. And it... it Gasly was the only one who broke his suspension, as far as I'm aware. Mm, didn't didn't actually say how he did it or uh, what what happened or who happened to him to cause it. But yeah, one minute is there, the next minute is crawling around. It's like ah, right, okay. Cause, I mean, I remember Sean, you you were say, you were sort of mm. shouting at the screen, get off, get off the track, because you thought it was the engine as well, and it was about to go foom. I don't think it was just that. I think it was just he was pootling so much. It was like oh, this is he's not going to get this back. It's just gonna. Stop in the middle yeah, of the unnecessary track. Car, like yeah. Unnecessary safety car or VSC because Gasly couldn't be bothered yes. to park it. That mm. was that was sort of what I was seeing. I was like, just just walk around the perimeter and get back that way. You know, just get off the line. Mm. Um, surprisingly, we only had the one virtual safety car all race, and that was only for about two mi- well two minutes at, at the most. I don't think it was even two minutes. Not even that it was long. About thirty seconds. It was like thirty seconds. Yeah, bit, thirty bit, seconds. Bit of debris. 
I thought it was hilarious how Crofty was still talking about the impact that this virtual safety car might have <laughs> when, when the green flags were out. And it's done. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know there's a lot of people that aren't Crofty fans. Bruno, get off. He's eating a... Oh, what are you doing, you twat? He's eating a magazine. What's your magazine? I know it's my magazine. It's my, <laughs> it's my copy of Retro Gamer. Bruno. Have you got anything to throw at him? <laughs> Old hat. games I'll taste throw... good. <laughs> Launch a Jaffa cake box at him. Oh, now he's going to pick a fight with the Jaffa cake box. This is a fun interlude, isn't oh, it? Oh, shit. It's, it's not a magazine. It's my bloody work contract. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe don't store that on the floor. It, wasn't, to, to it wasn't on the floor. It was on the table, and I think he's knocked it off. Can't store what? things on the table. Good. Good. All right. How are you doing, Lee? You okay? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not entirely sure. I'm glad you can hear me, because... You know, I just I don't really know what, where to go from here. It feels, it feels like we're just sat in the living room. <laughs> it feels like I'm just sat in my living room. To I feel like I'm sat in the garden outside, looking into the living room. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yes, there was a cat eating a very valuable envelope full of papers. I stand by possibly don't store it on the floor. It wasn't on the floor. It was on the table. Can't store things on the table. Anyway, anyway, back to the back to the other half of the Alphatori garage. Um <laughs> the person who after the race I most wanted to see on the podium in ninth. Because wouldn't it have been the height difference. Yeah. Wouldn't it have been hilarious to see Sonoda on the podium with Shaq? Yes. Mm. <laughs> He'd have just picked him up, wouldn't he? He'd have picked him up and put him on the on the shelf with the rest of his Funko Pops. <laughs> has, it, has anybody seen the uh, has anyone seen the tweet that I sent through on our chat thread? I have. Has uh, Paul seen it and Lee seen He's it? He's on his way. I am just looking at the tweet now. And <laughs> <laughs> Oh, is this the The Giant Shack. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's good. <laughs> It is good. It is good. Giant Shack. Imagine how much microphone stuff he would need to sound that giant. He just needs to come and sit with me. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to your house. I think the ceilings are a bit too low. This then, is true, actually. Yeah. Then I mean... again, every house, the ceilings are a bit too low. Shack had to duck to get into the... Um... I was worried for him. I didn't think he'd seen how low that roof was. He seemed to be sort of looking off to the side. I thought he was just going to wipe out in front of everyone. No, it was it was a very last minute ducking. But yes, yeah, Sonoda on the podium with him would look would look like that tweet that's doing the rounds of the giant shack and the midget drivers. Even F one are asking who did it. <laughs> um, and the guy who did it has replied. <laughs> <laughs> About 20, 20 other people probably will as well claiming it was them. Um, decent decent enough race for Sonoda. Um, kind of stayed out of trouble because he, he didn't really feature all that much on TV. Yeah, give Bottas a bit of headache in the in I, the early stages. Yeah, Bottas was struggling Sonoda to was get past right. him. Mm-hmm. I think Sonoda was okay. He did well. Mm-hmm. He's definitely coming to grips a lot more with the car. Is it his new driver coach, do we think? It could be the new driver coach, yes, getting their money's worth before they farm him out. Oh, who who is his it, new driver coach? Alban. Oh, right, okay. Did not know that. Managed no, to miss that. Managed to miss that story entirely. So, yes, they've, they've given him an Alban, and he's now got a full simulator in his flat so he can practice between races. Are they still making him live in Italy? I think yes. so. Close, close to French toast. I believe so. Yes. 
Have you not noticed that in uh, any um, press that he does, whether it's after the race or in the press, uh, uh, you know, pre-race weekend, he's now gesturing an awful lot. Amazing. He, he is. He has learnt the Italian way. <laughs> <laughs> I get the feeling he's quite good at languages because his English was all... To say that he'd only left Japan a couple of years before getting into F1, his English was already very good. So I imagine he is quite good at the the picking up the words and the stylings. He's already got the sign language. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, he absolutely has. Uh, where are we next? McLaren, Danny in fifth, Lando in eighth. Decent battles with Ferrari. Yeah, they they were behind Ferrari. Let's not let's not sugarcoat it. Um, Ferrari have got their, uh, you know, they they they're getting it right towards the end of this year. And also, there is a little bit of news actually. I just thought uh, regarding Ferrari, in that they are the first team to have said that they finished their 2022 car and intend to assemble a model in November for testing. Intend to assemble. Sounds very non-committal, as if, well, we might do it, we might not. It sounds like a vague, vague sequel to Avengers. Yeah, well, they apparently they've finished the design, they're quite happy with how they think it's going to work, uh, they'll assemble a wind tunnel model, see what happens, and then, uh, you know, maybe not do anything over the winter. <laughs> that would be uh, good. Ferrari! <laughs> <laughs> Then maybe fi- it's good, maybe it's not. We'll find out. <laughs> it's yeah. the best car anyone has built so far. How could anyone possibly improve on this? So let's take the, take the winter off. Yeah, yeah. How can we make this year's livery worse? <laughs> <laughs> I still think this year's Ferrari looks like a, a wet sock. <laughs> it's a packet of Kraft cheesy pasta. That's got the, that's got the same gradient of red on it. From dark red to... Dark red to... Visible red, stupidly bright orange. No, that's the that's the food contents. Oh, okay. Because cheesy pasta or craft dinner, as it's known as everywhere else, is the most orange thing that has never been in girls allowed. Hey, that's a bit careful now. I'm just saying Cheryl Cole was particularly orange. Oh, Cheryl Cole's gonna say, yeah. I mean, one of them, you know. One one of, one of the, one of them did pass away recently, but um, yeah. <laughs> but Cheryl well, this is but Cheryl Cole was, has always been orange. Maybe yeah, to my to my knowledge, not that I follow this kind of thing. Still, probably is. Why am I Apart talking? A bum, a bum's a big rose. Yeah, the bum right. is a big rose. Remind me never listen to Seal never listen to Seal again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, other um other orange things. Yeah, there was um we'll do might as well do Ferrari at the same time because they were um pretty much two by two all race. With um a Ferrari coming in front of a McLaren. Yeah. Each Ferrari finishing in front of each McLaren. Mm. Um yeah, it it was looking dicey. Dicey at the start because I think um, everyone was just going for it over the first. Great lap. move by Lando. Shame he backed out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, d- I did actually think he was he was going to gain three places in one move and then or didn't. three DNFs in one move. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
It did look like he was going to go um, Sainz, Ricardo, and possibly Leclerc as well. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit of a shame, wasn't it, for Lando? He, he just didn't seem to have the pace this weekend. No, he didn't. I don't know if that was a individual thing, but, I mean, Danny was the faster of the two McLarens. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the, the, the championship battle between the two Ferrari drivers is getting ridiculously spicy now, isn't it? They were half a point separating them before mm-hmm. the race. Mm-hmm. Now let's have a quick look. I think they are they're still Leclerc right next to each other. Just only... ahead, won't he? Yeah, Leclerc is five and a half points ahead of Sainz in the standings. Um so yeah, it's uh, it's getting pretty tight between those two as well. Yeah, how long before um, how long before the team pull um, pull team orders? I don't think they will. I was saying, which Not... which which way do you do it? Leclerc has a bad race next race and it's Sainz ahead again. Mm. You don't know who's yeah. going to favour Saudi or Qatar yet. Yeah, I suppose there's two unknown quantities. Well, one definitely unknown quantity, and one have they finished building it yet? I think Ferrari, even even they've worked out that there's no point in having team orders in a team unless mm-hmm. there's a championship on the line. You know, yeah, it, it's it, it hasn't worked for them yeah. since Michael Schumacher. Yeah, it really. doesn't. You don't want to go pissing off. You know, if, if say they pick Leclerc this year and then the new regs happen to massively suit signs, you don't want to go disenfranchising him right before his era. Yeah. 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 Simulations look good, don't they, as well, for 2022 cars. But allegedly they're not that much slower than oh, okay. than the uh, than this year's cars, but uh, a lot less grip. This sounds fun. Yeah. I've, I've got... I... I'm, I'm quietly confident that the, the, the people that put these rules together are going to give us something pretty special next year. I hope so. Just look what they've done this year. Like I know I've said it a couple of times already on the podcast you know, over the last few months, but when you think that they've um, they've just done minor tweaks to current cars to try and make it more competitive, and they've immediately bunched the front of the field up you know, to the, to the point where Mercedes and Red Bull are the same, and um, McLaren were able to win a race on pace. You know, and this is all down to the rule tweaking that they did just before the beginning of this year. Yeah, just trimming a bit of downforce, getting mm-hmm. almost getting them ready, I suppose, for for twenty twenty two. Yeah, twenty twenty two light. Mm. <laughs> so twenty twenty one, actually, bits of it happened in twenty twenty one. In the end, and we can put that one to bed now. Yeah, we got, we, we, we've, we've had a good Formula One season. <laughs> did, yeah, regardless uh, of how it plays out, it's been a fantastic season. Yeah. Well, right, imagine that, you know, because, I mean, I was pretty disenfranchised going into this year because I know we spoke about it last year where we were saying, oh, fuck you, it's realistically, it's carryover cars. We're going to get more of the same next year. Can you imagine one of us had a turn around uh, last year and said, no, I, I think... Um, not only will it be quite competitive, I think we might get one of the best seasons in Formula 1 history. Can you imagine how stupid that would have sounded? <laughs> Which is yeah. more surprising that one of us didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you mean? We're dead sensible and on point and accurate all the time. <laughs> Hashtag pros. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we are, because I go, I go back and retrospectively edit all the shows and remove all the daft stuff. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> so that's why we usually put out a 30-second podcast. <laughs> 
yeah, anyone listening to anything from sort of 2019 and earlier, you, you will you will notice a lot of the predictions have just been cut out completely and replaced with jump cuts and voiceovers. <laughs> we've got we've got what is it called in uh, Ministry of Truth on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations to our new overlord, Cthulhu. <laughs> Min- Ministry of Truth or Mandela Effect, you decide. <laughs> Ministry of Mandela Effect is a is a government department that needs to happen. <laughs> it's also my new experimental metal band. <laughs> um... Please tell me you're a South African-based ministry tribute band. <laughs> <laughs> I'll work with a few South Africans. I'll get them to check and see if there are any called that. <laughs> uh, right, we'll do Bottas and then we'll do the top three. Because I think Bottas was kind of... Bottas did not belong in the top we'll, we'll, two We'll be teams. generous and say he was in a class of his own. Unfortunately, it's the one that you get sent to when you won't stop messing about in the normal class or you're not learning at the right speed. The one where you get stuck behind Sonoda and then, in trying to overtake him, accidentally get overtaken by his teammate. Yes. Yeah. Um, was he worse Was he worse than Perez? He wasn't better. No, exactly. Yeah, we, we sort no. of yeah, to do the top three and then... Sorry, to do the top three... Uh, and uh, you know, leaving Bottas aside from that, I mean, his engine penalty is the only reason he started as far down as he did. Mm. He probably would have been in and around Perez without the engine penalty. Yeah, the, the top two opened such a massive gap yeah. in, the, in that final push that Perez finished 40 something seconds behind them. Wow, Perez was by all accounts on the verge of blacking out because he didn't have any water all race. Yeah. yeah, well, and he did keep going past the sign that said, when you drive, never drink. No, <laughs> that. Oh. that was uh, a little unfortunate. Uh, F1 Oracle, uh, Julian Palmer, uh, called bullshit on that. He said, look, oh. he's not going to feel too well, but uh, people's bottles have failed in Malaysia, and sometimes those people f- finished on podiums. He said, I feel uh, he might just be just be pulling one out of the bag there because he did a he did a good qualifying performance and not particularly good race performance there was one time a couple of years ago i think it was when raikkonen was still with ferrari and he complained that his bottle hadn't worked and he was you know anti-heroic um or probably something less wordy than that given that it was raikkonen um and then marcus ericsson i think turned around and said well yeah so but we've not had the weight for a drinks bottle for two years Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> Has anyone noticed in the you know the pre pre race the re, we races one message? Yeah. You know, has anybody noticed Kimmy's contribution to the to the we races one message? Does he just stand there and look bored? Uh, Kimmy's contribution to the we races one message is looking down at his race suit. Okay. He doesn't actually say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if I can find it. I've, and I've, then, uh, I've never noticed that before. No. Uh, see if I can find. Uh, see if I can find it, and then I'll put it. As, I'll put it on our chat thread, and then uh, everybody else who's uh, listening can can watch it as well. I'm sure it's on there. There it is. It's, it's, it's the first thing. If you search "We Races One" on YouTube, it's the first thing that comes up. No, some, somebody mentioned that on um, on our Discord chat at, at the weekend as well, and it's, I mean, it's it's a very Kimmy thing to do. 
Yeah. I mean, so not, every- not not talking is the most Kimmy thing to do. <laughs> yeah. So Hamilton says, you know, it's it's time for representation, etc. And uh, yep, yeah, everybody's in there. There's Ocon and there's Charles Leclerc and Mick Schumacher all talking. Even Nikita Mazepin and uh, Perez, Let, George Russell. He absolutely hasn't done it, has he? He's um... <laughs> no, and no, then, no. Yeah, he's yeah, just staring. They, he just stares at his race suit. They've took some B-roll from what they've used to make the beginning. Like you know, the beginning montage of the drivers with that dun, dun, yeah, dun, where they dun, just have dun, sort dun, of the, the standard drivers stand there and look moody type things. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So they, they they probably took some B roll of that and just made and just put Kimmy into it. Yeah, it's Pierre Gasly talking when Kimmy Räikkönen is looking down at his race suit. It is, isn't it? I'm just looking <laughs> yeah. at it. Now. Are, you, are you watching it now? Yeah? I am. Yeah. <laughs> like Kimmy can you do something for the Wii Racers one nah I don't even know that he's looking at his race suit I think he's just sort of spotted something of interest on the floor <laughs> but that, that's his contribution to the uh, to the Wii Racers one he races we, as well, Kimmy yeah Wii Racers one unless you're Kimmy Riken, in which case I do, I do, I do what I want yeah. <laughs> the Racers one good for you <laughs> yeah, I'm out in five races. I don't care. <laughs> uh, yeah, back to Bottas, though. I mean, fourth fastest time in qualifying, but obviously taking the engine penalty. Starting ninth and got some overtakes in, but got held up and just didn't really didn't really do a great deal. No, I mean, he he had his pace was okay, but again, it's that Mercedes following thing, isn't it, with... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you put a car, it doesn't matter if it's Bottas or if it's Hamilton, you know, Hamilton tends to be a bit better at cutting through the field, but then I'd say it's probably fair to say that Hamilton's a bit better than Valtteri Bottas Mm. at driving. Yeah, I mean, Bottas was Um, 1 minute 20 off off the leaders. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a fair chunk, isn't it? The one thing I would say is, is... It's probably the first time I've ever said anything in Bottas's favour. Christ. Um, if you take Max and Lewis out of it, I think Bottas is better at getting past people. You know, is it like the, um, I mean, fair enough, the, the challenge fucking faded in um, Imola. But, sorry, in Monza. But when he, when he closed up on people, you know, when he was trying to work his way through the field where it looked mm. like he could have won the race... He did seem to be able to follow people and get past, whereas we do see Lewis get to this one second gap from especially for the lead. You know, it's it's okay when he's going past like slower cars. But when he, he hits a Red Bull and he gets that one second gap, he does seem to struggle more, I think, of breaking into the DRS than Bottas has done in the past in the same situation. Now I th- now I think this is this is where it comes down to car setup. Because I think Lewis has his car set up in a way that um, dirty air affects him, affects him more. Mm. Because could also be the fact he's just more on the limit, you know. Because because his driving style is more on the limit, that means he's essentially using more of the car. So then, like you say, as far as um, a bit of downforce disappears, if you're using more of the car and you lose a bit of downforce, there's going to be more of a problem. Yeah, because, I mean, the the dirty air from... I think the the effects this weekend in dirty air were something like about um, 
from about two and a half seconds behind. It seemed a lot of people seemed to struggle, didn't they? Not not just the Mercedes. Yeah, I think that I think that was down to um, down to the wind as well. It was it was um, you know they were on the start finish straight. They were racing right into a headwind. So that's that's going to mess up the airflow even more when the wind's going that fast. I think it was about 14, 14 mile an hour in places. And mm. when you get cars that are aerodynamically sensitive as these as these are, um, that's that's going to have a hell of a lot of difference. And it could be some it could be something in the Red Bull as well because you say when Lewis gets up behind behind the faster cars and can't seem to get in. You know, is there something in the Red Bull that makes the makes the outwash even dirtier, and then the wind doesn't help as well. And I think that's that could be what caused it this weekend. Because yeah, he was getting he was getting to within a second on the verge of DRS, and there was you know there was nothing more. And I think I think it's a combination combination of a lot of things: uh, the wind, Lewis's setup, and. Whatever tricks Adrian knew, he's got up his sleeve to um, make the invisible smoke screen come out the back of the Red Bull. Purely my yeah. thoughts. Sorry, I thought it was making sense for a second. I'll, I'll, I'll say something. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, I'll say something yeah. completely off the mark next. Don't worry. That's so. What you're yeah. saying is that Lewis Hamilton is overrated. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> And let the Max fanboy tweets come in now. <laughs> um, actually, rather than doing the top three all at once, I think Perez was a little bit separate to the top two as well because um, he was quite a bit separate because, like, I think yeah. Martin Brundle actually went uh, said something along the lines in the commentary was that the, the the top two just kicked into a different gear, and you know they they were asking Red Bull were asking Perez just try and stay within a pit stop window of Hamilton and he just couldn't I don't know <laughs> just the, it, Verstappen and Hamilton are in a class of their own they really are especially in this um this, this season this era if you will of formula 1 when their cars are so uh, so well balanced they they really know what to do to leave everybody miles and miles behind and that's exactly what they did yeah i mean perez being you know 42 seconds off um off the winning time it's... yeah we were given album shit for when he was like 42 seconds behind max mm. yeah yeah not it's saying we should sh- start giving perez shit i'm just saying that the, the no, gap was no, massive well, that, that's what I was saying with um, like Bottas. Like, was Bottas's race much worse than Perez's? Because Perez just seemed to be on it as far as practice and qualifying went, and then realistically, nowhere in the race. Because if there was other teams closer to Red Bull and Mercedes, um, he'd have been in trouble. You know, if if it, if it would have been one of those races where McLaren or Ferrari were a bit close to the front of the field. Mm. He he'd have been back with the McLarens and Ferraris, and not up there with the other, with the Mercedes and the Red Bull. Yeah, I'm just I'm just looking to see if there's any um, anything sort of out there. Uh, I mean, it's claiming he was in survival mode. He was struggling with illness as well, apparently. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, I don't know what the, don't know what the illness was. He'd been battling illness all day. Sounds like the shits. Yeah, I was going to say. It, it, sounds, it sounds like a case of the shits. Too many tacos. Mm. He's, got two, he's got two weeks before the Mexican Grand Prix as well. 
So he's done the he's done the text. It can go back and do the mechs in a fortnight. Hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, he did. He did sort of drop off. He was. He was there or thereabouts early on, but um. Putting him on used mediums was a <clears throat> was an odd one. They'd um, only had one lap on them in FP1, I think. Yeah, that rings a bell. I think he'd had some kind of slightly different strategy in terms. Of, I think he had another pair of softs left compared to Verstappen, and yeah. there was some there was some issue along those lines. Yeah. So although they, I mean, they they came up as used tires, but. In in olden times, we'd yeah. have just called them scrubs, wouldn't to- we? Token effort of yeah, usedness. yeah, yeah. I guess. Um, but of course, yeah. Uh, did he started on the hards, didn't he? Because uh, that's what he did Q two in. Who I can't Perez? Remember. No, the only two drivers who started on hard tires. No one started on hard tires. Oh, right. the, the, the only Sonoda and Sainz started on the softs. Everybody else started on mediums. Okay, an even an even stranger, uh, an even stranger plan. Um, yeah, start. Yeah, started on medium, 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 medium hard, medium, medium, wasn't it, or medium, medium hard? Uh, medium, medium hard. Everybody else went medium hard, hard. Yeah. Uh, they've got to try something different. It might have worked brilliantly. Could have brought Perez right up to you know up with Max, and then they really would have had a two pronged attack on Lewis. Yeah, I mean, very difficult for Hamilton to find anywhere near Verstappen. Yeah, I mean, it looked, yeah, it had look, it looked, worked? Looked like they were splitting the strategy. So yeah, that that does make sense in the end. I I didn't actually see the um didn't actually see what he started on. I only remember to put the live timing screen up about sort of ten laps in before um round about the time when people were starting to make stops. I was tired Sunday evening. It was too late for me. I needed. I needed. Was some, I needed cocoa weird. to go to bed. Yeah, it was weird having. I actually had a cocoa right towards the end of the race. Um, <laughs> it was weird having like you know, Formula One in the evening. I was just like, uh, okay, like literally waiting all day for Formula One to start. <laughs> it was late, wasn't it? Even for um qualifying was was late even in austin apparently um it was like 4 p.m which is you know left a lot of people in in, in texas being like well what, what what are we doing all day waiting for quality to start four yeah there was a mainly because there was a general lack of support series as well there was just uh w series and formula four from the looks of things there was actually more um more mexican wrestling on in the uh, in the hospitality areas than there was racing over the weekend hmm so I was having a look at uh, I was having a look at the schedule and what else was on. There was, there was a lot going on with Neil Diamond and Elvis tributes. When you say entertainment, yeah, <laughs> being a bit fast and loose <laughs> with the definition of the word entertainment, there. Yeah, and the the, the musical acts this week, Twenty One Pilots, didn't okay. didn't know they were still going. Yeah, fucking, I don't watch Twenty One Pilots. Um, didn't know they were still going. Billy Joel. Okay, and. Cool and possibly some of the original gang, ah. but probably not all of the gang. Cool and a gang. <laughs> yeah. yeah, cool and a gang member. <laughs> uh, anyone listening to this podcast that uh, wants to listen to funny music, I suggest you go and uh, look on YouTube and look for a, a band called Cunt and the Gang. Oh. Spelt with, spelt with a K. Amazing. How do you spell gang with a K? Then again, I've seen some of your, <laughs> I've seen some of your tweets. The cunt bit is spelt with a K. <laughs> 
you cunt with a C. Like the coolest spell yeah. with a K. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am, you got I'm, the wrong Ian Watkins, mate. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I am, I am aware of their work. Oh, so funny. Not, not mentioning some of the songs on there. This is occasionally a family podcast. Right, the top We've two. We've just said cunt and the gang. I think, I think we're probably past... <laughs> past the family podcast part I've part never heard it. Jack feel nerve so much <laughs> <laughs> in one short segment oh you said it baby <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to get the fucking Jack out for that aren't I um, no because then they won't hear the, the band <laughs> Lee, Lee, has, Lee has taken the time to make a recommendation yeah <laughs> they nearly made Christmas number one <laughs> In fact, I think they were like number nine or something. Was this, was this like a pro- was this like a protest one against one of the X Factor types? Or no, something? it was protest against Boris Johnson. Ah, oh, fair dues. Yeah. But anyway, we, we, we've got we've divulged somewhat. <laughs> ah, <laughs> divulged, diverged. <laughs> we certainly haven't evolved. I'm choosing the wrong words. <laughs> I can't even say evolved. <laughs> Run away. <laughs> right, the the top two. Uh, those two were definitely in a class of their own, completely. Yeah, they were. Um, I thought as soon as um, as soon as it went less than twenty laps to go, and I was just like, uh, Hamilton's left it too late. Like, there's there's no way. Yeah, Mercedes have now come out and said maybe we should have pitted Lewis on lap eight. Eight? Yeah. No. What, would, um, that have, would that have undercut Verstappen? Yeah, because Verstappen came in on I ten. Let's see. So yeah, but I mean, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily always work out that way, does it? Mm. I mean, when they said that they could do, uh, I think it was like forty laps. I did, did some quick maths and thought, well, Lewis could probably hang this out till the end mm-hmm. of the race, but I mean, he might lose his tires as soon as he came in for the pits. I was like, no, they've left it too late. He needs twenty-ish laps. You've you've given him no margin for error at all whatsoever, and of course they had traffic to get through, which was a little bit of a time. Um, you know that that gave the breathing space to Verstappen for another lap, and as soon as that happened, it was just like, well, well, that's it. As far as I'm concerned, I don't think Lewis is going to make it. And then, of course, the only the only danger to Verstappen towards the end was uh, was Mick. Sonoda Mick could Schumacher, have been quicker yeah. getting out of the way. Yeah, he did. Uh, he did drag his heels a little bit because I think Max was behind him for a, a, over a lap. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, back markers get the blue flags, and they can only pass three blue flags without letting the the leader pass. Yes. Before they receive a penalty themselves for not letting the leaders through. So, is that on the race control? Because if the blue flags weren't coming up soon enough. Then obviously, yeah, you'd expect the teams to be on the blower as well, wouldn't you? You know, oh Mick, you've got a very quick Max Verstappen coming up behind you. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just be aware and stay out of his way. Well, to be honest, if they're sending a radio message to Mick, it just needs to be Mick. You've got a very quick. Actually, it doesn't matter. They're all quicker than us. <laughs> yeah, Mick, you've got a car behind you, <laughs> and it's not Mazepin. <laughs> well, no, if it was Mazepin, it'd be in the side of him. <laughs> In fairness to Mazepin, he's crashed a bit on his own and he's done a lot of his own spinning. I don't think he's taken many people out. Oh, no, but, I mean, there was... Um, he does keep having the occasional dice with Mick, doesn't he? And they, they That is true. They do get up close and personal, like Baku. 
Yeah. And uh, Sebastian Vettel did get a bit sweary at Mazepin in qualifying. Also true. I'm not saying he's a liability, because mainly because his dad's rich and Russian and I want to live. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, Mercedes Mercedes hindsight. Sorry, Verstappen put it on lap 11. Um, But, yeah, Andrew Shovelin came out today with, yeah, maybe we should have gone in on lap 8 and undercut them instead of letting them undercut us. Well, maybe, but, you know... As, as the saying goes, if me aunt had bollocks, she'd be me uncle. What was the uh, Gina de Campo one? If my grandmother had wheels, she would have been a bike. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Mercedes, Mercedes got out, outpaced and outstrategized. Yeah, they did. Yeah, out strategized uh, and and outpaced. And the, I said a few podcasts ago now that this would be this championship will be decided not probably on like one big mistake or one you know amazing race or you know a, a one strike. It's going to be decided on who makes the fewest little mistakes. Mercedes are making a lot of little mistakes. And as I said at the earlier on, like the beginning of the podcast, I think Mercedes have now made one too many small mistakes. Um, that it's just it's not working out for 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 Hamilton and and Verstappen. Uh, sorry, for Hamilton and Mercedes, it is working out for Verstappen and Red Bull. Austin was supposed to be a Mercedes hallowed ground, and I know everybody keeps saying, "Well, Abu Dhabi, uh, you know, is one of the races. It's definitely going to be Mercedes territory." Verstappen won that race last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's stronger this year. There's no way. I can't see. If everything goes normally and, you know, we don't get any comings together and if the races run their course like they did yesterday, I can't see Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes turning this around. I can only see Verstappen extending his gap to the point where he becomes champion at the end of the year. Um, um, I hope some. I, I I hope for Mercedes' sake that somebody is saying this within Mercedes, because I get the feeling nobody is. They just think that they're Mercedes and they will eventually be champions because Mercedes. Because Mercedes, mm. yeah. yeah. I, I don't think that's a. I don't think it's a ridiculous thing to say. Um, for me, the biggest thing about this whole weekend was, in my memory, and I can't. I can't think of a weekend going going like this in the past since I, I, since Lewis has been like the complete driver that he is now. Mm-hmm. Um, he was done in qualifying in Lewis Hamilton fashion. It's Lewis's job to find two tenths on somebody and snatch pole away from them. Yeah. Um, he was in the race. The guy behind him could just sit behind him knowing in free air I'll just undercut you because I've got more pace than you that's that's a Lewis Hamilton trick that you know that's as soon as as soon as there it comes to the pit stop time it's hammer time isn't it um and then he went to race somebody on fresher tires to get past to get to catch up with them and get past them and that Lewis Hamilton trick didn't work and this that's it this is the first time i think i've i've seen all of the tools 
that you would associate with Lewis Hamilton as a a, a, a race winner and championship contender just be completely nullified by another driver who yeah, actually, who actually used those tools against him yeah 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 it would have made more sense for me though that you know for for and again I'm not uh, an expert on this by any stretch of the imagination it would have made more sense to me that if they were going to pit Lewis at that point to either put him on, and I know we didn't have any fresh sets left, but of scrub set mediums or even softs, you know, to give him that real punchy pace. Um, I don't know if softs would have lasted long enough, but mediums, you no, know, but even scrubbed mediums, you know, would have been better than, than, than brand new hard tires. I think they just, they left it too late. And I said straight away, that's, they've not given him enough time. Um, to me, it's just, yeah, again, it's a, it's a, it's another strategy mistake by Mercedes. It's another, it's too conservative. They're not being aggressive enough. Red Bull are being aggressive, and that's why Red Bull are going to walk away with the drivers' championship. They don't give a shit about the constructors' championship. Mercedes will probably win the constructors' championship, mm-hmm. but Mercedes. Uh, but everyone's going to look at the drivers' championship, especially this year, and it's yeah. going to be. It's all anyone in my eye, anyway. Yeah, yeah. In my eyes, it's going to be Max Verstappen. Mm. Yeah, no, nobody knows who won the constructors' championship when Alonso won his first world championship. Uh, was it Ferrari? No fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you. I thought you were going to sort of drop some huge revelation on us. No, no, no mm. idea. That, that's just. It's just that's it's the point. <laughs> real, realistically, as a Formula One fan, it's. I'm sure there's. I'd be very surprised outliers. if it wasn't Ferrari. It probably was Ferrari because he was he was fighting uh, with with uh, with them, wasn't he? I, d- yeah. I don't see uh, was it would have would truly have been his teammate. Oh shit! No, yeah, it I was Renault. So. It was Renault. Was it Renault? Ah, fuck you, the, the fuck, fuck them. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, don't don't but... forget, truly kept getting the occasional win during his career that you always forgot about. Yes, that's true. <laughs> he's he's, he's got to be the most Ken of um, <laughs> Grand Prix winners. I love the fact that he was just dead good at keeping people behind him, and now and again he was lucky enough to be at the front of that train. <laughs> um, right then, rock stars and wankers. Um, I've, I've had uh, I've had a few suggestions, Max. Race director, wanker. TV, TV director or Michael Massey? TV director. All yeah. the directors. Yeah. Ben Stiller, just because it's Ben Stiller. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I thought was fucking hilarious over the last Ben Stiller for not being Adam Sandler. Yes. But what I thought was fucking hilarious was you had um, loads of pictures of on the grid, like popping up on social media with different people. And he had like massive big black aviator sunglasses on, a huge black mask. And you go, well, what's the fucking point? All you've done is show me a picture of Total Wolf and a fucking forehead. (laughs) (laughs) don't Don't forget the ears. Do not forget the ears. You can, no, say, you can were, tell they, Ben Stiller by the years. They were, they were tucked in behind the mask. <laughs> I don't know. Renee Zellweger, when they put up a, a bit of her, oh, she, in her massive face mask. I'm sure like, she is. Had, it, is she it Renee Zellweger? Two masks stitched together. <laughs> um, well, at rocks. least she was fuckable. <laughs> what? Uh, rocks, uh, Rockstar, Martin Brundle. Yes. Wanker, yes. Draco Malfoy. <laughs> 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 Who was the lady rapper? 
she can go Megan in the, the Stallion as well. Never fucking heard of her. She was she was there with Red Bull on behalf of Cash App. Yes. But she was quite Amazing. quite willing to speak. She seemed happy enough. I, they clearly, both of them had no idea who the other one was, but they were prepared to have a conversation. Didn't you call her Megan, not Markle at first? I think he said Meg at one point. <laughs> <laughs> he just shouted Meg at her. And then, yeah, obviously someone came in his ear and was like, oh, you're a freelance, freestyle rapper or something. Freelance rapper? I don't think he said freelance. I think that was me getting so overexcited. Freestyle. freestyle. And yeah, he was like, yeah, do a freelance rap about F1. It's like, mate, she she raps about pussy. That's that's not what she does. She doesn't do F1. <laughs> oh, she's not WAP. She's, she's she? the featured artiste on WAP. Cardi B is the main artiste. Uh, all right, okay. Yeah, I think I've heard, I think I've heard that track once. Uh huh. That's that's one of the grimmest things to ever come out of um, <laughs> like humankind, and I'm talk- I'm including all historical atrocities. <laughs> um, any other any other rock stars and wankers? Uh, don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think driver-wise. Oh, Rockstar, Shaq. Yeah, for just being massive. And the in-between award for that mobile ranch he turned up to the podium in. <laughs> no, no, Shaq has to be a rock star for standing in between <laughs> Hamilton and Verstappen as well. I thought that was a good idea. <laughs> it's not a, It's not every day you get to come in one and a half place in a Grand Prix. <laughs> What? <laughs> it it was it was the most American thing ever though wasn't it? Let's be honest. At the end, there. it was it was great, but it was I also it. yeah, I did. But it was yeah, I, it's always one of my favorite races, the U.S. Grand Prix, and it was a really good race. It wasn't quite as exciting as I was expecting it to be, but it was you know, I it, it's still the dream race for me to go to. I think the uh, Circuit of the Americas. I think if it um, if Spa didn't exist, it would be my favourite race on the calendar. Didn't exist this year. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> it's still nice to go there. Anyway, like just just watching the rain there was nice. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think there's a few thousand people that didn't think that this year. They're probably still trying <laughs> to dig their cars out of the mud. <laughs> George George Russell would not agree with them. No, I think he 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 enjoyed Spa this year. Mm. Probably more than probably more than most. Um, just have to say from uh, other things that happened this weekend. Uh, congratulations to Jamie Chadwick winning her second W Series, and um, yep. also to uh, friends of the podcast Alice Powell and Abby Pulling for fantastic performances. In commiserations to Alice for not, obviously not winning, but I mean, you know, proof once again, as I tweeted, that the being on Three Legs, Four Wheels podcast is fantastic for your career. It is. It's factually <laughs> indisputable. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. they, they both got podiums. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Abby Pulling got pole in race one. Yep. And yep. apparently she's now guaranteed a full-time drive in W Series yep. next year so, for finishing seventh. Yes, everyone Which is amazing, seeing eight. as... Yeah, because her... Um, funding for British F4 was pulled, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, she obviously managed to find finding that seat in W Series. It's great that Abby's going to have a seat. She, I think she's one of the youngest drivers as well, isn't she? And um, 
W series? Yeah, she'll be one of the younger one. I think um, Ira Sidakova, who was the one who had a visa issue this weekend, um, she's 17. I think she's the youngest, but yeah, Abby right. being 18 will be just slightly older. Yeah, so it's fantastic and yeah, best of luck to, to Abby and of course Alice as well. And uh, as we already said, congratulations to Jamie Chadwick for winning the, the second series of women's series. Yeah, hope, series. hopefully we'll be able to get them back on the podcast at some point. I have um, I have dropped a message to uh, to Alice saying, give us a shout. So hopefully she'll, hopefully she'll reply, or she'll be listening and then gives us a shout after this. <laughs> uh, right, next race is two weeks' time in Mexico. Uh, we'll, do a, we'll do a preview of that one next week. Um, sadly, it's not going to be around the Day of the Dead, which usually causes fun. But I think we'll still see quite a lot of zombies and skulls. And they'll, they'll do it anyway, won't they? Let's be it honest. It is, isn't yeah. it? Isn't Day of the Dead sort of November 1st? Isn't it the 5th of November, Day of the Dead? Well, it's bonfire night. Or maybe... I, I thought I Day of the remember. Dead was, a, was always around the US Grand Prix, because uh, sorry, the Mexican Grand Prix, because remember Red Bull... Like yeah, was, it's uh, it's usually they all came in school stuff. Yeah, it, it begins on week, Sunday the thirty first. It's a week 31st. later this year, but yeah, it's it's first first and second of November. Yeah, begins on Sunday the thirty first and ends on Tuesday the second. So yeah, I thought it was later than that. No, because it's um, it's whatever Halloween is the eve of. Yeah, All Hallows Eve. Mm. So it starts on All Hallows Day. Yes. Um. But yeah, I'm sure I'm sure there will be um, various skull yes. skull based shenanigans going on in Mexico a week on Sunday. Um, not a great not a great deal of news to go through this week because um, I mean there's not there's not all that much development coming out from the teams now, and um, so we're into the we're into the flyaway section of the season, and I think mm-hmm. car you know cars have now stopped being worked on, and there's just engines really. Um, do we have a shunt? We do. Yay. That is this cool. This one, because of, like, was not making shows and stuff because of things going on, this one was supposed to be done, I think, yeah, ages ago. you promised us. <laughs> did I miss that one? 10th of, se- 10th of September, was supposed- this one was supposed hmm. to be Well, I, I ended up doing the shunt last week because Lee couldn't find one. And I'd, I'd, got, I'd got a spare, so... Yeah, we're good. We're good. Yeah. Um, this one was sent in by Samantha Stewart. First time. Hello, sh- Samantha. First time shunter, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Is it um, Stewart? Is in Jackie Stewart? Uh, no, S T E W A R T. Which is so, yes, yeah, that's the Stewart, oh, is that, is Stewart, that Stewart spelling of Stewart. That's ha- that's how oh, the sh- I... that's how the shortbread tin spells his surname. I thought he was a U man. Okie dokie. Uh, I was born Yay. in 1944. Are you Jackie Stewart? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like that as your first guess? No. No. <laughs> don't don't want to peek too soon. <laughs> um, I made my Formula 3 debut driving a car built by my father. Right, so somebody who is or would be. 77. So Formula, th- yeah. yeah, Formula Three back then. You probably were entering it in like your early twenties. So mid mid sixties, Formula Three driver possibly. 
late sixties, early seventies F one driver if they made it that far. There is a statue of me in my hometown. Right, statue implies champion or dead. Yes. Let's be honest. Or politician. Or politician. Or desperate Dan. <laughs> it was one of him in Dundee. Ah. Dundee? <laughs> yeah. All right, okay. Yeah, it's 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 where it's where the Beano was from. Oh, I had no idea. <laughs> Every day is a school day. Oh, was, oh, was Continually. He... Oh, no, he was... He was... Do we, not I, I need to do, we need to do a guess here, don't we? Oh, do we? Uh, Carlos Reutemann. A dead political champion. No, there you go. <laughs> Why not? You happy to go with Carlos Reutemann? Yeah. Sounds good. I had my first race at Monza, but I didn't finish one lap. First ever race, just first first non-specific, non-specified category. Mm. I'm guessing Formula 3. Interesting. Number five. A low point of my career is when I was racing on six wheels. Oh. 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 Somebody who, who raced in the... Um... Tyrrell. Tyrrell. Um, now, what was it? What, what's its model number again, Paul? You know this one. No, I don't. I always get it wrong. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna throw Ronnie Peterson into the mix because he raced a six-wheel Tyrrell and died. In the six-wheel Tyrrell? No, no, no. He wasn't in the six-wheel. I was gonna say that's a pretty low point. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he won. He won. He won in the six-wheel Tyrrell. Yeah, but he's had a low point of his career. Was why he was racing in six with six wheels. <laughs> Winning is not a low point unless he had an amazing career, of course. <laughs> Memoirs from beyond the grave. My death was not the highlight of my life. <laughs> you sound like Richmond from the IT crowd. <laughs> Going to be making us listen to Cradle of Filth next. <laughs> In fact, Lee is just a slightly less goth version of Richmond, isn't he? <laughs> um, yeah, right. During, uh, during the height of my Formula One career, I had the re- re- reputation of being the fastest driver in terms of raw speed. Okay. <laughs> it's another way of saying someone's not completely successful. Um, <laughs> yeah, because we always seven. said that about Maldonado, didn't we? Yeah. What, what year was the? What year was that six-wheel Tyrrell? Was that late seventies? Yeah, it was about. I se- feel about, like it was. Yeah, about sort of seventy-seven, seventy-eight, maybe even seventy-nine. There was a six-wheel Williams that um, got black flagged as soon as uh, as soon as it came on track because that had, uh, that had four rear wheels. So everyone complained uh, that, hang on a minute, they've got more drive than all the other cars. Yeah. But I can't remember who drove that. And that might that might have been a pretty low point in someone's career if they went out for FP1 and got promptly disqualified. Yeah, that'd do it. I'm going to dump one of these questions. Oh. Because if, te- if I tell you one of these questions, I might as well tell you his name. Ah. Um, do you need a guess now? Yes. Oh. Should we go Ronnie Peterson for now? Because he's the only one I can con- um, conclusively state yeah. was in a six-wheeled car. Because I, I can't remember offhand who drove the six-wheeled Williams. Cool. 
for those for those ten minutes. I have no objection to Ronnie Peterson. Number seven. Uh, uh, at the 2014 Monaco Grand Prix, Marcus Ericsson wore a special helmet in honour to him. That would Ronnie absolutely Peterson. be Ron- Ronnie Peterson. That fits in with the whole Swedish thing. Yeah. Number nine, George Harrison paid tribute to me in a song called Faster. I do not know that song. I don't know News the song. News to me. But I'm guessing if he paid tribute, it was after he died. Um, Ronnie Peterson died in quite a spectacular fashion. It was a horrible, thought. was it like a fat embolism or something that actually killed him? Yeah, he, was... yeah he, survived, he survived the crash and it was because of... Stuff got in the bloodstream and, blood yeah, and it sounded grim. Yeah. Um, number nine. <laughs> I am right, a two-time two <laughs> runner-up uh, Formula One Drivers World Champion. Two-time right. runner-up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I still think Ronnie Peterson. Yeah. Mm. Uh, number 10. Some of what my F1 teammates include Emerson Fittipaldi. Uh, At Lotus. Uh, uh, and Mario Andretti. Yeah, I think yeah. it's Ronnie Peterson. Yeah. Would you like to go with Ronnie Peter- Peterson? I think so. I think so. we'll go with Ronnie Peterson. I'm Ronnie Peterson. Yay. The... Uh, Clue number seven, which I wouldn't give you, what what should have been number seven was in my final. My Formula name one, is Ronnie Peterson. <laughs> in my final <laughs> Formula One season, I became champion posthumously. Seeing as how there's only one posthumous world champion, Ooh. that felt like a giveaway. But it's not Ronnie Peterson. No, is it's it not? not. No, it's no. Jochen Rint. Oh fuck! It is Rocky Jochen Rint as well. I'm a, well. Good job, I did leave that out. Maybe it's not right. Because <laughs> there's only one posthumous world champion, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. Jock and Rint. It was Jock and Rint. Yeah. Fact check. Check your facts. That's that's why you dropped it. You knew. I did. I was I like, <laughs> oh, clearly part of my brain. Like, the sleeping part of it. it just, just checks bullshit. Yeah. yeah. In yeah. his final season, he was 13th. Well, to be fair, if he didn't do all the races, then you can't really hold that against him. You're not a posthumous champion, though, are you? Yeah, not you... posthumous 13th? Yeah, if you don't win. Uh, yeah, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just looking. Um, oh, no, sorry, sorry. Final, final, I was looking on the wrong section. Final, final season, he did finish second. In... Who was the... What year was that? Uh, 78. So that's the year that Andretti won the championship. Yes. And Andretti is very much alive. So there's no posthumous champion that year. <laughs> I think uh, from the looks of things and the, w- the way that the scoring used to work in those days, I think Andretti was already champion by the start of the Italian Grand Prix. Jochen, Jochen Rint was 1970, wasn't he? So he wouldn't have even... He wouldn't have had the teammates of of um, Fittipaldi, um, and definitely not Andretti. So yeah, no, the posthumous world chat. Read that clue again, the one that you dropped because you thought it was wrong. Uh, uh, did I read it wrong? Clue seven. In my final Formula One season, I took oh second place posthumously. So ah. ah. There you yeah. go, you see. Samantha did have it correct. Yes. She did She did Sorry, have that right. So, th- thank you, Samantha. You were 100% accurate and Lee yes. less so. 
Yeah, well. <laughs> Never mind well, telling people to check your facts. <laughs> check well, your words. I, I could have lied. Yeah, but look how honest I am. I could have lied. None of you would have known. She'd have complained to me. I wouldn't have answered. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a fair system and no one can argue with it. So if you want to send in a total shunt to be completely ghosted, how do you do that? <laughs> you can uh, send me a private message on uh, Instagram at a total shunt. You can send me a private message on Twitter at a total shunt. And I was going to say do it on TikTok. But don't, because there's enough ways of contacting me. If you send it on TikTok, you've got to do all ten clues by method of um, interpretive dance. <gasps> oh my god! Yes, you've got to give you've got to give me all all the clues in a thirty second TikTok while doing a shuffle dance. <laughs> and if you want to get one on the um, on the reserve list, then drop us an email threelegsportwheels at gmail dot com. Um, you can also use that email address to get in touch with us and. If you've got, and thank you, Samantha, for that, th- that hunt. Yes, and definitely thank you, Samantha, for that one. Also, if you want to um, send anything for the show for the um, for a mailbag section, which we always keep threatening to do, but people don't send in emails. That's the well, e- they do, but they're not repeatable on the um, podcast. How? Considering what we've spoken about today, what could what could they send in that could possibly not be repeatable? We are the editors of our own podcast, so we decide what goes on. <laughs> oh, so are uh, so, uh, some of them criticism? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've, 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 had, I've had I've had a mail earlier saying that um, saying that we've won 175 million dollars on the um, on the lottery. Oh, wonderful! Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, all we need to do is send all our passports and. Um, Social security numbers. Oh damn it! We're not American. We ain't got social security numbers. We're gonna have to, tur- oh. we're gonna have to turn that money down. No, I no, send them my not... tax reference number. Yeah, and I'll send my bank details. Yeah, uh, three digits on the back of the card as well. If we, you could get those all together, <laughs> and I'll, uh, I'll send, I'll send those off this week. Sure, can I just take a photo of my bank card? Does that work? Is that all right? Front, front and back. Front and back. Yeah, yeah. Is that okay? Yeah, that'll, that'll do. It'll, um, apparently, they'll accept that. Fantastic! I look like for my know. share of the one hundred and seventy-five million dollars. Yeah, if you can just provide uh, I, I your last, the fact. provide your the last fact five years so... of addresses as well. I love the fact we're so careful with there anything that comes to do with our money. But the minute we want a pizza, we will ring up, tell them our account number, our salt good number, and the security <laughs> number, and just wait half an hour for food. <laughs> when it comes to pizza, you have to. <laughs> Not only that, but they've got your phone number and your address. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> they know what your fl- favourite toppings are. Yes. And if they're on the Isle of Man, chances are they know your mother's maiden name because yep. they know your mother. Yeah, oh yeah. I, I've definitely been picked up by a taxi driver that does part-time delivery work. And before I could tell him where I wanted to go, he started driving me there. That's <laughs> 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 absolutely a thing that happened. <laughs> Um, what else was I going to say? Ah, yes. On the weekend of the 20th and 21st of November, um, the Three Legs Four Wheels eSports team is taking part in the 23 Hours of Zolder, which is going to be an interesting race. It's been Now, that's an old-school circuit. It really is. Uh, it's a race that's been put together by um, YouTube sim racing... I don't know. Do, do, we call, do we call him Legend? Do we call him... Um, unfeasibly fast guy Jimmy Broadbent and it's all in aid of uh, Mind which is a UK mental health charity now obviously going on the back of um, what I said a couple of weeks ago it's a cause very close to me and um, 
we're trying to raise as much money as possible. So I will share the um, I'll share the Just Giving page. They're a fantastic charity and they do a lot of work to support um, support anyone in the UK. And they do actually have a have a branch on the Isle of Man as well. Uh, but they do a lot of support for um, mental health. So we're going to be putting the team in. Um, there'll be a few of us um, from a variety of countries driving round the Zolder circuit in an undrivable Cadillac for 23 hours. This is why we're getting people from various countries to go in, because the Americans can do the night shift. See, there's a method to our madness here. There is indeed. Uh, I'm going to be streaming it on Twitch as well, and we'll be, um, we'll be sort of soliciting for donations all the way up to the event, so you'll get sick of us talking about this for the next four weeks. A fantastic call, and well done everybody who's involved, and especially uh, Jimmy Broadbent for putting it together. Everybody, I think, knows Jimmy Broadbent from the... Um, the, should we say the the Formula One season that wasn't the Formula One season when he was racing for Force India as it was at the time? Yeah, uh, and he's carried on sim racing since. His um, his sim racing videos are uh, really funny. He does review a lot of gear, and there was there was one one video that sprung to mind. I told you guys about it earlier. He'd got this wireless Bluetooth wheel. It didn't even have any pedals. I don't think the pedals were buttons on it. And it was a complete sort of just a wheel without a stand and a support and he was racing around the Daytona road course and we'd just done the 24 hours of Daytona the previous weekend and he was saying this wheel was undrivable the car was undrivable it's bloody terrible I think the wheel cost something like 30 quid on Wish so you, <laughs> we're talking quality here oh yeah and uh, within about 20 minutes, he was matching the times that I was getting on my actual proper sim racing setup and that was the point where I thought Maybe I should just sell all this and never do it again. <laughs> so yeah, the guy the guy is rapid. Um very funny YouTube channel. Um look him up and obviously he's a real racer now because he's driving in um real physical car series too. But we'll be doing that and we're trying to get him on the show. So if anybody knows him, sort of point him in our direction a little bit. I've pinged him various messages through the um through the race stuff, but we'll try and get him soon. I think that's about it for this week, isn't it? One of our listeners, I feel, I, I feel, I feel, I feel one of our listeners that follows me on Twitter knows him. I can't remember who it is. I'm such a man of the people. <laughs> if you are that person, that, yeah, no, if I you are that person that Lee's a man of, get in touch. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure. I'm sure one of our one of our listeners is, uh, knows Mr. Broadbent. Oh, excellent! No, it'd be, it'd be good to have him on the show because he's genuinely a very funny guy. Yeah. Uh, right, I think that's about it. We'll be uh, we'll be back next week. We'll be previewing the Mexican Grand Prix and anything else that sort of comes up news-wise in the meantime. And I am sure there will be one or two dozen tangents to talk about as well because race preview shows always end up like that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Ciao. Bye. Bye.